Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialists with an office in West Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready. All right, my friends, so let's do some email questions. We've got uh, Ernie and Grimes. He says, hey, Eric, I'm interested in buying a rental property or maybe two. But should I wait until my own mortgage is paid off before I do that? That's, I don't think we've had that before. People want asking no, that question. No, it's an interesting one. Yeah. Well, Ernie, I mean, the, the, the two decisions um, should be separate. So if you're buying rental property, you have to think about the reasons why you're doing that. So you're doing it for an asset, right? You're trying to buy something that will appreciate because property tends to appreciate. Um, you get some uh, people in there that are going to pay the rent and then that rent helps you to pay the mortgage. So hopefully that you're getting enough rent that pays that mortgage plus the other things you have like property taxes and of course there's going to be upkeep on those uh, homes and things like that. So it's a business decision as far as paying off your home unless you're going to use your the value of your home as the collateral or borrow against it to purchase the rental properties. So, um, you know, if you're working right now and have income, you could probably get a loan. I talked to your banker because banks are, you know, they want to lend money out. And it's pretty darn cheap to borrow money right now. Um, so different decisions, um, unless you're going to use the value of your home to buy the other properties. But then you're putting risk on, you know, your property because what if you buy the rental property and you get bad renters in there and they don't pay the bills or they don't pay the rent and you got to evict them and go through that whole process but you have expenses but you know you got to wait to claim it from them so rental property does carry with it some you know some different risks unlike stocks and bonds and ETFs and that kind of stuff you got to rely on the other people right and other people sometimes they can you not do the things they're supposed to be doing uh, such as paying their rent uh, or you have a time like now, right, where they have a you have an abatement, where you can't force people out because of COVID. So just I would evaluate it, you know, just like Ben Franklin used to do, right? The uh, advantages and disadvantages. Make the old T account and list the advantages and list the disadvantages. And a lot of people don't understand the disadvantages when they look at something they look kind of with rose-colored glasses. But you know, with rental property, you are relying on that person to pay the rent. Now, if you get good renters in there, it could be great. Uh, if you get bad renters in there, it could be a nightmare. So, but those are two different decisions. Um, so no, you shouldn't have to have your house paid off. If you want to explore buying rental property, unless you're going to use the mortgage for that, then you want to pay that off, and they got more more equity in there. But yeah. um, so good luck with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, you know, it's, a lot of times people just—I mean—that's where you really need to run the numbers, right, Eric? I mean, he needs to sit down, really kind of take a look at the ins and outs and stuff to see if it's the right fit for him from a financial standpoint. First of all. You know, and then of course, to your point, you do. Do you really want to deal with? I'm um, hopefully he's thought that stuff through. Like, does he want to be right. a landlord? That kind of stuff. It's always the three T's I, I kid about in my class. You know, you got to deal with um, tenants, trash, and toilets, and something that usually breaks when you don't want it to break. You know, um, tenant decides to leave. You know, and you're out, um, let's say, visiting Europe or something like that, or the the, the toilet breaks, right? And you got to call maintenance guy and that kind of stuff. So. Just remember, rental real estate is is a unique asset class, so make sure you understand all the things that happen when you own that. 
Yeah, exactly. So, you know, thanks so much, Ernie, for putting that question out. We appreciate it. And, you know, good luck. Definitely reach out to Eric, have a conversation, and uh, really, you know, start sharing some more of the financial, some of the actual numbers. Uh, and maybe he'd be able to give you a little bit more, uh, you know, targeted insight as to what might be a good idea for you. 515 226 1500. That's 515 226 1500. Let's see what Rebecca's got for you. She's in the Des Moines area. And she says, Eric, my husband and I closed our business and retired last year, but we are now going to be selling the building that the business was in. And we're going to make about a million bucks more for it than what we paid for it 30 years ago. So what are the tax implications on a sale like that? You want to definitely make sure you have a good accounting of all the things you paid for maintenance and upkeep on that building. So definitely talk to, uh, hopefully have a CPA or a tax professional that you've been working with all along capital gains tax is what you're looking at. Um, it depends on how it was held, if you held it in an LLC or something like that. But let's say worst case is capital gains. Well, capital gains of a million, you're going to have some additional taxes. So the max capital gain rate right now is 20%, but you have a 3.8 Medicare surcharge on top of that. So you're looking at 23.8%. Now they have, um, pa- or they're trying to pass a retroactive capital gains rate, which could increase that. But uh, I don't know if that'll that'll actually get through. So, if you're looking at 23.8 percent on that million dollars, then yeah, that's going to be a that's going to be a bit of money you're going to pay in capital gains. Now, another thing that's going to happen. Uh, you said you're retired, so I'm not sure your age, but there's another thing called IRMA tax, income related monthly adjustment, and this is a tax on your Medicare Part B that occurs. It takes two years for this to catch up to you, but looks at your tax return uh, from two years ago. If you have a high level of income, which means you go over about $177,000 of income for a married couple, then you start paying more for Medicare Part B. And so at this level, you'd probably pay around almost $346 extra per person per month for the one year uh, for your Medicare Part B. So it's an additional tax that you got to figure in that equation. So your tax professional should be able to point that out to you. Call us. We can give you a chart um, that shows what the income is going to be. But And then just remember that when you do sell and get the proceeds, you kind of want to send that money to the IRS ahead of time because if you wait until the end of the year to settle up with them, then they may charge you an additional uh, penalty for not getting that money into them as fast. But wow. you're looking at a, at a capital gains rate, which is better than ordinary income sometimes. But then once you have the dollars, it's what are you going to do with them after that? So your decision point is, okay, I got this money. Now you got a decision what to do with it, right? So I can save it in the taxable bucket, which you know, I can just put it in the bank or put it in investments, and so those are going to generate tax every year. But once you've paid tax on it, when now if you take a dollar out of there, you only pay tax on any of the gains from there. So it gives you more tax flexibility going forward. It's going to not be good for one year, and then two years later, Social Security is going to catch up to you, but the next year is going to be a lot better because you have tax you can limit the amount of income tax you're going to pay by pulling money out of this bucket if you do it right. Gotcha. Um, so gotcha. I would be more concerned with what are you going to do afterwards. So you're giving up, you know, probably uh, 24% on the federal side, and then the state side could be, you know, between 7 or 8%. So quite a bit of tax you're going to pay for to people that really didn't do anything for 
<laughs> for their work. But unfortunately, tax is what we pay for a civilized society. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess you could always look at it too. The glass half empty or full, right? So if you didn't have, if you never owned the building, you wouldn't be able to make any profit from it. So Correct. it, it did Correct. go up. So. But if you want to explore options after you have it, um, talk through that. I'm more than happy to sit down with you, Rebecca, and your husband and look at some options for you to how to do it more tax efficiently going forward. Yeah. Okay. And all you got to do is reach out to them at 515-226-1500. That's 515-226-1500. All right. Final question this week, and it's Woody. So let's see what Woody has to say. He says, my investments didn't do that great over the last 12 months, Eric. Um, as the market has done, it didn't seem to be on par with that. Should I reevaluate my advisor because of the lack of performance? Well, Woody, I would you have to look at the allocation. Okay, it's not the investment advisor's fault um, that it underperformed. It depends on the amount of risk that you're willing to take. So, let's say you went to them and said, "I want to be um, a moderate, you know, investor or a conservative investor." Well, if you're conservative, guess what? They built you a portfolio that probably had some stocks and some bonds. Well, bonds over the last year are down, actually. So if half your money was in bonds, half your money is actually losing money. And then the other half, let's say it was in stocks, has done well, but your overall return for the whole portfolio will be half or less than half of what the overall market is. So you can't compare that. What you need to compare is to a similar portfolio that has the same risk as yours. And that's how you can evaluate where the advisor's doing their job, so to speak. You know, when they they only have so many tools, we only in this business, we only have so many tools we could use to help reduce risk. Otherwise, just be in the market. Right. So if you're not 100 percent in the market, you had some bonds in there, maybe some uh, real estate, maybe some REITs, um, something like that, then that's going to reduce your return. So you want to look at is it meeting the benchmarks that they have that they have set for it? The way we differ when we've managed assets for clients is when we do their retirement plan, we're looking for what kind of rate of return they need to make their plan work. And then we start to look at tools that can help get to that rate of return. And then everything else, we like to be in the market because we like the long-term growth potential of the stock market. Because statistically speaking, it's always had a decent return if you've left it there for you know at least 10 years, something like that. So if you have what you need in the next, let's say, one to 10 years that's in safer, smarter places, it doesn't matter what happens to the market. You don't like it to go down. Of course, no one does. But long term, it's going to be there. It's going to and it's going to be worth more than what it is today. So then you have your makes managing to a return uh, that you're trying to obtain to make your plan work. So what I'm gathering by the question here is that they didn't set you up with a plan. They just looked at investments and say, oh, we're going to do better than the other guy. Right. And so everything's based on performance. That's not a way to acquire a client. You want to acquire a client based on planning. Planning should come first, then the selection of the investment or the allocation should come second. So if you want to experience that or anyone else listening out there, then come through our retirement readiness review. It's a different way here. It's not like you're accustomed to when you go meet with a financial professional and they say, okay, your person's bad, we're much better, move all your money here. It's not about that. It's like, let's see where you are. We'll go through this analysis, determine if you have any issues, explain how we would fix them and if the right people to fix them for you. If you don't have any issues, we tell you, hey, keep doing what you're doing. And if we're in right, we're not the right people to fix them for you, we're not going to browbeat you to try and get you to come on with us. We want to build relationships. So if you want a different type of an experience, then do yourself a favor and your retirement favor and your family favor and pick up the phone and give us a call. 515-226-1500. Come in for the Retirement Readiness Review. You'll be very happy that you did. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. 
If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary retirement readiness review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now. 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500. They are Iowa's retirement specialists and standing by to help you achieve your financial and retirement goals. Want to ask a question online? Visit the team at askericpeterson.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast, making sure that you're retirement ready. Did you know that Eric Peterson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Retirement Ready Radio Show, Sundays at noon on AM 1040. WHO. Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investing involves risk, including including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor.